Hello, and welcome to Your Sparkly Brand. We're here to inspire and empower female entrepreneurs like you. This podcast is all about delivering no-fluff, high-value content that helps you grow your business. It doesn't matter if you have no budget and are still DIYing everything on your own or giving you the tips, tools, and strategies you need to build a sparkly empire. I'm Lauren Tassie, a copywriter and launch strategist, and I'm here with my co-host and branding, marketing, and web design expert, Megan Gersh. Hey, what's up? How's it going? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. It's been kind of a slow week on this end, but, uh, you know, just, just putting in the time, putting in the work. I usually try to focus on like business building activities when it's kind of slower. Awesome. Well, will you introduce us to our guests? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm so excited to introduce you guys to our guest today, China Benton. She is the head honcho at Bite Bodega. She primarily works with millennials who are ready to start a thriving virtual assistant business so that they can work from anywhere in the world, which is amazing, by the way. China helps her students to learn the skills that they need to be a successful VA and book clients with more confidence, which we love. She has spent years working as a VA and OBM for seven-figure business owners who have been featured in Forbes, Fit, Fab, Fun, CNN, and more. And now she's on a mission to help other awesome people do the same. So welcome to the podcast. So excited to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. So China, before we jump into your story, we do like to start each episode by sharing a sparkly moment of a week. It's like a little win or a celebration, you know, something that you can just kind of feel good about and a little sparkly. Awesome. Um, Meg, so do you have a sparkly moment? Yeah. So I have started to work on, essentially it's going to be like a DIY branding product for my audience. I'm super excited about that. I have just started to plan it and start started to organize the, the pieces of it. So it's essentially going to be a product where even if you are not a designer yourself, you can at least get some bare bones brand guidelines in place. So more to come on that soon, but but what about you, Lauren? Ooh, that sounds very interesting. So I'm just sort of like realizing that I'm in a really great place right now for myself personally. You know, I've kind of had some ups and downs over the past few months with like clients that weren't the right fit coming to me and me having a hard time saying no and just sort of all, all of it feeling a little mismatched. And right now, you know, this is luckily the last podcast before the wedding. So I've had, I have one great client who's paying me well, loves what I'm doing. I love working with him and it's not taking up much of my time. So I have all this personal time to do all the crazy stuff I need to do. And then just, I spend like an hour or two a day on client work. And then I just do the rest of it is living my life. So sort of realizing that all those ups and downs have led me to be right where I need to be right now. I love that so much. We love a good work-life balance. And, you know, I'm sure you're, you're feeling good about that as you kind of move towards the wedding. So China, do you have one that you want to share as well? Yeah. So I actually, I'm, I live outside of Boston now, but I'm originally from Pennsylvania and my whole family is there. And this past weekend, I took a long weekend to to go home and visit everyone for the first time in a very long time. And I came back today. This is actually my first day back to the office. And thankfully my team and between my team members and the systems that we've built, I came back feeling not super overwhelmed and drowning in all of the tasks and everything that kind of went to the wayside while I took time off. And that was one of the first times that that happened in general. So I was really, really grateful and just like wanted to acknowledge that like, we are moving in an awesome direction and, you know, like having systems and support behind you. And like, that's what it's all about, right? As a business owner, just like having that behind me and coming back and kind of feeling that was a really, really great feeling this morning. So I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. I feel like this yeah. is a great, a great way to get into your story too, because the, that's what I, the systems and the processes are where I'm not doing so well. So why don't we jump in? Why don't you start by telling us about your entrepreneurial journey and sort of where you're at in your business right now? Yeah. Yeah, 
yeah. So back in 2017, I was working in the wedding industry and my whole education up to that point was I want to be a wedding planner. I still love the wedding industry. And I was working, we had just moved to the Boston area for my now husband's job. And so I was uprooted from everything and I started working at a local wedding venue and the job that we had relocated for, we found out shortly afterwards, my husband was being laid off from. So I'm typically an optimistic person, but I went into like a full panic mode and decided that I was going to make money on the side of my day job that I actually like. And I was going to figure out a way to do it. And I found the virtual assistant world and I kind of just like dove in head first and accidentally quit my job six months later because I just like grew so quickly and my clients were wonderful to me. And thankfully in that kind of six month period, my husband found a new job and all was well there. But I found that I kind of thrived in the organization and the back ends of everything. And I really loved what I was doing. And it just didn't make sense for me to drive 45 minutes to work, drive 45 minutes home, not have any vacation and just have all the inconveniences of working a regular job whenever I could do VA work full time and make just as much money, if not more. So that's kind of how I stumbled into entrepreneurship and didn't really intend to, but it all worked out for the best. Fast forward several years and I transitioned into an OBM role working on a higher level with uh, six figure, seven figure business owners, managing all of their processes, systems, all those good things, and did a lot of Pinterest management work as well. And now fast forward again to today, I work with aspiring virtual assistants who want to start their business and are either struggling to do so or just learned about the VA world like I did and are really looking for guidance and tips in order to what is really going to set them apart from the competition and really find clients that align with them and clients that like you were saying, Lauren, you know, like really value you and value the work that you do. So do you have essentially like two sides of your business now? Are you only focusing on like coaching new VAs now? Yeah, we have two main sides to our business. So we have our client side of our business where we work with all of our clients to build their systems, optimize and implement everything on a day-to-day basis. And my team members mainly handle that. And I'm obviously tied into that a bit as well. And then we also have the course side of our business and the education side of our business, where we focus on educating virtual assistants through our online course on that side. Awesome. As somebody who has worked with VAs in the past, do you have any advice for business owners that think that they're ready to hire a VA if they're ready to like take that leap? Like, how do you know that you're ready as a business? Yeah. So what I always say is once you feel like you don't have enough time to focus on anything but the admin of your business, if you are sitting at your desk and you're like, I don't have enough time to work on the projects that are going to move my business forward, those admin tasks or those day-to-day tasks are the things that are keeping you from doing that. That's when you should look to hire a VA or a specialist of some sort to help you in whatever you can outsource. Because at the end of the day, if you want to launch an online course, if you want to start a new mastermind, if you want to take on additional clients, but you kind of hit that ceiling of what you can take on, that's a really good sign that you're ready to bring on some sort of team member to offset some of that time so that you can gain back. Because I mean, like at the end of the day, like five hours a week, even at that, you can do a lot with five hours a week. If somebody is willing to give that back to you with VA support, and you might be able to get that project off the ground that you want to. So I would say that's really a key indicator of when you're ready. So 
I struggle a lot with delegating. Like I'm definitely a control freak. Do you have any tips or like for someone like me who maybe really like has no idea how to sort of hand things over in their business? Do you have any advice for that? Yes, absolutely. So this is where my nerdy side comes in, but I am a huge fan of SOPs, which if you're not familiar are standard operating procedures. And what I find happens a lot, and maybe you'll resonate with this, business owners will hire a VA because they know they need help. They know they need to outsource, but they don't have that SOP or that training material in place for that VA to learn how it is that you as a business owner, control freak who obsesses over their business because it's awesome, wants it done, right? So you can say to me as your VA, hey, I want one blog post drafted every week. Well, that's awesome. But that gave me like little to no information about how you want that blog post formatted. You know, do you want it to be 300 words or 1500 words? You know, do you use header tags? You know, there's a million other questions that come into play. So what I would say is every single task that you know that you're going to outsource from the beginning, before you even hire that person, have an SOP in place. And what this can look like is a Google doc that's written out step-by-step, like this is step one to writing a blog post. This is step two. And you can have those parameters in there. This is how I like it done. And you can put all those nitty gritty details in there so that your VA knows that that's what you're looking for, right? So they can format it to be exactly how you want it to look. And another way that you can do this. So there's a Google doc kind of structure, and then there's a loom video or a screen recording that we all know and love in the freelancing world where you can film yourself doing the exact thing that you plan to outsource and talk your way through it. And then whenever you hire your VA, basically say to them, okay, here's your training video. Watch this. I give you all the step-by-step details that you're going to need. And if you have any questions, let me know. And that's going to give them 95% of the information they're going to need without you having to handhold them, send endless revisions back and forth. And it's a really, really good way to make sure that all of that, those nitty gritty control freak things are taken care of, but in a way that's really easy for your VA to digest and follow too. I had a question when it comes to that as well. So like one thing that I've experienced in the past is like, I will hire somebody to help me. And obviously, so I work in like web design and marketing. And so a lot of the tasks that I've given to VAs before in the past have been like, here's a video that I've made. Can you either transcribe it or, you know, make it into other formats? And a lot of the time there will be issues, whether that be like adding, you know, expertise in certain areas or like those kinds of things. Do you have any like tips for how to kind of make that transaction a little bit more seamless? Maybe there's like a, like a hole in the process where like, you know, maybe I could help in some way. Yeah. I think it really comes back to just having the parameters laid out of how it is that you would like it done. Because at the end of the day, you know, like if you're working with a VA who is specialized, who like, for instance, you know, it all in Byte Bodega, we handled a lot of Pinterest management for clients. So we had that really deep understanding. So it's a balance on our side too, as the VA to look at you as the business owner and be like, well, I'm doing it this way because I have this additional knowledge that maybe you don't have. So that's our side that maybe got lost in translation for you. But from your side, I think it's really being clear from the get-go that this is how you want it laid out. And this is what you're expecting, especially whenever you are working on projects that are like one-off things that maybe this is a person you don't work with on a retainer basis or on a regular basis. That person's probably going to have their own like jive to how they do everything. And they're just going to do it how they always do it. And they're not going to know that you want it done 
XYZ way. So that person, especially, I would say, take the extra time to give them the bullet points of what you want done and the way you want it done, because you don't have that same work experience with them. You don't have that same understanding for them to know. Right. Yeah. I think you brought up a really interesting point there about like, you know, if you are specifically trying to market to like a platform like Pinterest or something like that, finding a specialized VA might be a helpful kind of route to go. Any other tips that you would recommend on how to find the right VA for you? So making sure that it's a good fit for your business. Yeah. What I always tell business owners is be really clear about what it is that you need out of your VA, right? So sitting down and really taking some critical time and saying like, you know, do I need this person to be available during the workday? Do I need this person X amount of hours a week? What specific tasks? And I always say like three to five tasks at a max, right? That you can start with that you know that these are the five things that you need to get off your plate. And these are the things that you need help with because you might find to your point just a moment ago, you know, you might find that you really only need a content specialist. Like you don't need a general VA, but if your tasks are blog creation and posting to Instagram, writing captions, making graphics, you know, and really generating content for you, you know, you might not even need a generalist VA once you do that kind of backend work and you realize what it is that you need, you might be able to just go hire a specialist and get even better performance on what you need just because you took that time to really get clear on what it is that you need out of your VA. The other side is just work style and expectations and all of those things, right? And like, do you just like jive with this person? Can you, are you going to dread getting on a meeting with them every week? Do they, are you excited to have them as a member of your team that you can be proud of? You know, we work with a lot of wedding professionals because I'm the wedding person, right? And it's really important to them because they do client work that the person that they work with, they are really confident in to talk to their clients, right? Because they have that personal connection to their clients. So whenever you interview your VAs or whenever you're looking for your person, talk to your business friends, see if you have any referrals, because that's always a really good place to start. Because if your biz besties have a VA that they really like, chances are you'll get along with them really well and really just go with your gut. Make sure you get on a call with them, get on a Zoom call on a Google chat, you know, whatever it is, and like actually see them and have a real conversation and feel them out and really ask yourself after the call, like, is this a person that I would want my client to talk to, right? Or I would want my student to talk to. And do I feel like they're going to be supported and heard? And do I feel like this person is going to see my people, my audience, right? And I think that that's a really, really important piece that if in your heart, at the end of the day, if this person has the skills, right? If you feel in your heart that this person's going to care for your people, you can teach them to do anything, but you can't teach somebody to care. So just finding that person that you feel that way about, I think is really the end all be all to everything. And that's what I tell my students too. You know, at the end of the day, you can learn how to organize Google docs. You can learn to make an SOP or send an email newsletter or whatever it is that your clients need. But you know, if you care about their business in a way that no other VA that they talk to does, they're going to feel that. Right. And at the end of the day is for us as entrepreneurs, that's what matters because we're like, we're blood, sweat, and tears in it. Right. And we want somebody else that cares just as much. So I think that more than anything else is important. So you kind of touched on this a little bit with the, the word of mouth referrals, but is there Mm -hmm. anywhere else? Like where, where are the good VAs? Where can we find them? Yeah. Yeah. So Facebook groups are really great. I want to be very clear that this 
this is not knocking anyone that uses a freelancing platform, but you don't always find gems there, but you absolutely can find gems there. But my main place is really Instagram. If you like go and search yourself and find people and find VAs and like look at their content and see if you feel a connection to them and you like the graphics that they're designing for their own business, that's usually a good sign that you would jive with them and that they have the skills that you need. But Facebook groups is a really, really good resource because even if you don't have a direct referral from a close friend like you two, if you go into a Facebook group and say, hey, I'm looking for a VA. These are the five things that I've decided that I need help with. You know, does anybody have recommendations? Now you are going to get VAs that are like, I'm recommending myself and that's totally normal, but you will have other business owners that are just like, oh my gosh, you need my person. They're the best. They can do everything that you listed off. And it's like a referral, but not right. Like it is, but it's just not from someone that, you know, and that's a really, really good way to go about it as well. I love that. Thank you for those recommendations. So I want to shift direction a little bit. So if somebody is thinking about freelancing as a VA, where do you start? Like, do you put together a portfolio? Like, how do you get yourself out there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my, this is a loaded question. So yeah, what I recommend is really getting clear on what your skills are. So if before you start pitching, before you build your website, before you start a social media page, really think about what it is that you can do, where your experience is and what you're kind of interested in doing, even if you haven't done it before. Because there's design VAs that have never designed anything in their life, but they just like found that they're really creative once they started doing it and they ran with it. So really sit down and think about like, these are the things that I'm really good at and go ask your friends and family and maybe even your coworkers, if like, they're not going to give you up to your day job, right? Go to those people and say, what do you think I'm good at? What would you like call me for if you needed help with whatever, right? And that's going to give you a real understanding about what it is that you're good at. Because I, what I find so often from people that are looking to become a VA is it's this mentality of like, well, I'm not a techie. I don't know how to code anything. Anything. I have no, I've only ever like used Microsoft Word. I don't know anything about anything that these people would want. But the reality is small business owners need very, very practical administrative things. So even if you have no idea what your skills are, chances are you can transfer those skills into the online world and it's really, really doable. So I would say start there. Once you have a good grasp on what it is that you would want to focus on, get all of your business assets set up. You know, this looks like your social media, your, I don't always say start with a website because that's a really big undertaking. And I'm sure both of you can speak to this (laughs) for obvious reasons, but that's a really big undertaking. So I don't recommend starting with that, but getting all of your social set up and getting some content posted. And the first way that I tell everyone to find their first client is once you get all of that set up, you have a business name, you know, even if it's like China Benton VA, that's a business name. You can start there, put that on your, on your socials and tell everybody you've ever met that you're a virtual assistant now. And this is the tell everyone strategy that I share with my students that you never know who knows someone and chances are there will be someone in your network that knows a business owner, that knows someone that can connect you, that you can get leads that way. And it's something that I wish I would have done more whenever I started my business that I didn't, but it's a really, really great way to just like put yourself out there and like announce yourself as a V 
ODA before you start really getting into the nitty gritty of everything. Yeah. That's a, that's an exercise that one of my mentors had me do as well when I first started my business and wow, is it hard, but it's also really effective. One tip that I'll give with that too, is the way that you can phrase it is say like, is there anyone in your network that you know that might need this? So that way it kind of takes the pressure off that person and it puts it into like, oh, I'm just like introducing myself as like this new identity. Is there anyone that you know that I might be able to help? Yes, absolutely. And it kind of removes the pressure from that person to like be that person for you. Exactly. And they have, yeah. And they have the ability to say no really easily if they want to, or they can say nothing at all. And that's fine too. You can just move on with your life and find the next person. So what was one aha moment or big turning point for you in your business? Oh man. I think the aha moment, the biggest one for me personally was right at the beginning, whenever I booked my eight hour a week client, which was like my biggest client that I had ever booked. And it was like two months after I started my business, like before I quit my day job, I was still working on the side. And it was like, oh, this is not just something where people are looking for like two hours a week of like, can you just label my emails for me? This is something where people are actually willing to invest real money in this. And this is something that I could make real money at. And that was definitely an aha moment of this does not need to be just a filler for your husband's layoff. This can be a real career option because there are people that are willing to hire you and there are people willing to pay real money for what it is that you do. And yeah, I think that that was the moment that I was like, okay, I can really not just make money, but make a real career out of this. I love that so much. I feel like everybody has that moment in their business where you, you get like an ideal client and they're paying you properly. And it's just like, whoa, like somebody (laughs) actually wants to hire me for this. And I'm like having fun too. Like what the heck? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And especially being someone that did not start my business to have that, it was even, I think it felt even bigger to me because it was like, oh, this is like not what I was looking for, but this is like even better than what I was looking for. Awesome. Good for you. How important would you say that branding has been in the course of like building your business? Huge. Yeah. So for me, I always put forth my personality first. I, whenever I chatted with business owners and you can, I'm sure you can go on Wayback Machine or like whatever internet device there is to look at what my website looked like whenever I first started, because it wasn't great. It was fine. It wasn't great. I did everything myself. I, you know, it wasn't beautiful. So I say all of that because despite things not being perfect, I positioned myself in a way that clients could connect with me before I even really connected with them. In the language on my website, I was really, really personable. I, you know, used funny words that I use in real life. And whenever I message people in Facebook groups, like I mentioned before about potentially working together, you know, I always went and looked at their businesses and what it is that they did and like really tried to connect with them on that level and show them that I care. And I think my consistency in the way I presented myself that way, but also in my actual branding, in the fact that I always referred back to my website the same way. I kept my branding consistent. I, my colors were consistent. My designs were consistent. You know, it really showed that I wasn't just doing this as a hobby. This was my business. This was something I took seriously. And I think that that's something that business owners in one sense or another are afraid of, right? That they're hiring the VA. That's just like, I just want to make 
make money on the side and like sit in my pajamas. And I didn't want to position myself that way. So I think my branding and the way I communicated set me apart that way because they could see that this is something that I took really seriously, that they could trust me with their business, right? And so do you have any favorite tools or hacks that you use that will help save us some time? Yeah, so I'm a big fan of project management systems. I don't know, maybe you two have mentioned what you use already, but I love Asana and a ClickUp is another really great one, especially if you're working with a VA. So I truly, to my core, and I will preach this from the rooftops, believe that if you have any team member for any amount of time in your business, you have to use a project management platform because it's the only way that you can give your VA or your team member clear due dates, clear expectations. It just provides so much clarity around communication and just everything for that person so that they know what to expect and how they can please you, right? Like that sounds like a weird way of putting it, but that's what it boils down to. So that's for sure one. And I use Asana in my business currently. I love Toggle for tracking your time. That's another really big one, not only for the client side of our business, but for our online course side, because we can really see where our time is going. And you can do that with your team as well. You know, like, does it make sense for us to be spending five hours a week on Instagram? I don't do that, but let's just say for an example, we do. Are we booking clients from that? Are we gaining new students in our online program from that? And if you don't have that data to look back at, it's really easy to look back and be like, okay, where'd my week go? Because you don't track it. So that's another really big one for us. We love Google Drive for obvious reasons that I don't think that you guys want to be bored with today, that I love it for all the same reasons we all do. And I love Dubsado. That is my, from my nerdy heart, I've used every CRM from with every client that I've utilized or that I've worked with in one way or another. I've circled through them all and I can say with full confidence that they're all great. They all serve different purposes and they all do different things well, but Dubsado is by far like my number one choice. So I'll step off my soapbox about that, but that's the number one for me. I am new to Dubsado and I had a VA set up my Dubsado. Mm. So I'm still figuring it all out, but yes, it's definitely, I feel like it's like the best. It has the most of everything you need because not, there's not one that has everything, unfortunately. Yes. It's completely, completely true. And Dubsado definitely has a learning curve to it. And I tell everyone this, and I tell my students this too, because I advise in our program for you to use that as well, but you do have to like commit. And I'm happy that you had a, that you had a VA set up, set it up for you because like, that's a big curve, like kind of that you did away with. Right. But even just using it on a day-to-day basis, there's a huge learning curve, but I say with full confidence that it's worth it. So power through, it'll be worth it. I promise. And so, so we ask all of our guests on the podcast that come on the podcast this, but if you could go back in time and give your younger business self one piece of advice, tell them one thing, what would that be? I feel like this is going to be like very internet online marketing E of me, but I would truly say to quit my job earlier and feel confident to do that because at the time I really, really liked my day job. I, like I mentioned before, I didn't set out to quit my day job. I was very fortunate that way that it just kind of happened, but I held on to it because I was like, well, I like my day job. What if I quit? And then this doesn't work out. This like weird, you know, get people on the internet to hire me thing doesn't work. And then I have to go back and my job isn't there anymore because they couldn't just leave my job empty wondering whether I'd come back or not. Right. So I held on to it for as long as I did for all of those reasons. And looking back now, I really just limited 
limited myself and overworked myself whenever I could have just focused on getting clients that I would have gotten anyways. And instead I, I worked like 80 hours a week for four to five months when really I could have just like been focused on what was going to build my career over the next five to six years. Right. So that's probably what I would say. Don't be afraid to quit. That's great advice. Like I went through so much anguish when I quit my last full-time job. Like it was just like tore me apart inside leaving it. And then it was just like, but it's all fine. You know, like it's all fine. Yes. Yes. And I've heard this story from so many business owners too, that they're like, you know, two weeks after I quit my job, I panicked and went and got a part-time job because I just like couldn't fathom making a full-time income from my job. But yeah, looking back now, I would have been like, you need to just relax and not work 80 hours a week and just focus on what's making you money. I feel like that's like the most common story amongst entrepreneurs is just like, oh, I wish I would have quit sooner. And you know, the thing about like working for another person's business or a corporation or whatever it is, is like oftentimes I feel like we feel so much anguish and, you know, have all of this kind of emotional turmoil when it comes to quitting. But like, if you think about the flip side of that, like the business will go on after you, like there's not like that reciprocated, like, oh, you're leaving. Like, oh, like, I mean, of course there's going to be some of that from like coworkers and stuff like that. But like at the end of the day, like they're going to hire somebody else. It's just like, you know, it's not a two-way street in that regard. Yes. Yes. I completely agree. And I kind of had that realization at the time too, that I was like, you know, if I decided that, because at the time, and I didn't mention this earlier at the time, my current job, as much as I loved it, upper management was kind of like not giving me the raise I deserved, which is a whole nother story, but maybe that would have pushed me to go get a different job anyways. And my point in saying this is like, if you quit your job and it doesn't work out, there will always be another job that you can just go get, right? Like, I think we feel like when we quit, it's like, okay, like I'm an entrepreneur now and this is all I can do for the rest of my life. And hopefully that is how it works out. But like the, like you said, the business world doesn't cease to exist and people will always be hiring people. People will always have job positions available. There will always be a safety net for you if, and when you need it. And I think that recognizing that and acknowledging that gives at least me a lot of comfort around making that leap. Yeah. So having talked about this now, let me ask you this. So would you ever go back to the business world? No. Was, was that a quick enough answer? <laughs> I love it. Um, so what are, what are you working on now? What's coming up for you and your business? Yeah, we are focusing all on Dubsado setups and um, Asana setups. So uh, the client side of our business is all about focusing on the freelancer, the solopreneur, the creative business owner who needs those backend systems, processes, and we help you set up all of the platforms that you need and the systems that you need so that whenever you do onboard that VA, you have everything lined up and organized so that you can bring that team member on and get full support from them without kind of like, wanting to pull your hair out. And the opposite side of that for our education is we have our online course, the virtual assistant blueprint, which basically takes you from absolute ground zero. I have no idea what a virtual assistant actually is to a fully functioning like service packages, pricing, how to find clients, how to build your website, how to position yourself, how to pitch clients, all the things So we have that as well for 
anyone that feels the need to gain that support. That is so awesome. Well, we have had just such a blast to have you on the podcast. I feel like I've learned so much. Can you tell our listeners where to find you online? Absolutely. You can find me at bitebodega.com. That's bite as in megabyte, bodega.com. And you can find me on Instagram at bite underscore bodega. And you can find me on Pinterest at bite bodega. And I blog usually every other week and you can join our free workshop there as well, where you can learn about becoming a virtual assistant. We'll put links to all of that stuff in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us today, China. And thank you to our listeners for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you never miss one. Until next time, stay sparkly.